Hello, and welcome to Used Up Pens, a podcast presented by Drawings by Trent. Today is the start of a two-part interview with Gary Whiteson, who is an emergency services educator that teaches about individuals with autism and special needs in regards to their safety. Please enjoy part one of Gary's interview. Here's your host, Tristan Moore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Used Up Pens podcast. I'm your host, Tristan. I'm here with my parents. Hey. Hey. Transparent. And then we have a special guest today, Gary Whiteson. Thanks for being on. Oh, my pleasure. Very excited. Can you give us a short little introduction, who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, my name's Gary Whiteson, and I run POAC Autism Services. And we're really a leader in autism safety um, training for New Jersey and starting to be the country now. In addition, right. we have hundreds of free recreational events for our families in New Jersey. Very cool. Thank you. Actually, first, can you, mom, because you've been in contact with Gary, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Can you explain how that kind of occurred, I guess? Sure. Well, I just, he just popped up on my For You page. <laughs> And I don't know if um, Christopher was with you at the time. Probably your son, Christopher. Uh, tell Correct. us how, how old is he? He's usually with me. It's unusual he's not here today. That's okay. And he, is he 29 or 30 around there? He's going to be 29 next month. Okay, good. And uh, He looks much younger. <laughs> I loved hearing him talk and hearing him uh, dates. He's a dates guy, right? Oh, he, he is obsessed with dates. And if you told me your birthday, he would tell you what day of the week you were born instantly. Oh, man. Loves That's to so go cool. over dates. And he tests me. He goes, oh, December 11th, right? Yeah. <laughs> December 10th? Yeah. No, December 11th. Like, <laughs> purposely feeds me the wrong answer to catch me sometimes. Oh, that's funny. Trent does that. I'm paying attention. Trent does that in his own way sometimes. He'll he'll give us, we'll say like, what's your favorite animal to draw? That's a funny it's a game, little we, game play with that we play. Right, yeah. and he'll say chair and he'll laugh. He thinks that's the funniest thing. <laughs> so I was very interested in your relationship with him, Your what you do with POAC. Yes, POAC, you got it right. Yeah, <laughs> and because Tristan, our daughter, she actually does trainings as well. And oh, so I was, I was very interested in that. Saw some videos of the events that you've done. Anyway, I just really enjoy following you. And no, I don't know if you, you were already you. following us at the time or not. But. Yes, I was. I was. When I got the follow back, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. I relate to so much. Chris calls me daddy most of the time. Mm -hmm. You know? And I feel like I, I should refer to you two as mommy, daddy, but it's going to be weird. So <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's I, I think I saw your video the other day. Well, that's your name. Right. That's, you know, and I'm right. daddy also. So I, I get mm -hmm. dad once in a while. Yeah. But I, I think I still prefer daddy when he calls me daddy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sometimes well. sometimes mom will come out of his mouth. But I mean, yeah. it's just whatever he's used to calling us. Well, he knows our proper names. Yep. So he can say Andrew. Yeah. But that, it's not. Yeah. It's different. So. Yeah. So you mentioned POAC. Can you tell us what that is and what you do with that? Yeah, I, I'm the executive director of POAC Autism Services, Perfect. New Jersey-based charity. I like to say we teach teachers to become better teachers, workshops, conferences. As someone that uh, was in the classroom, 
I can tell you we were not given the tools necessary yeah, to right. work with students with autism. Right. If you think about it, which kind of blows my mind, the first child ever diagnosed with autism is still alive. He's still alive, wow. Wow. walking wow. around, lives wow. with his family on their family farm. So it's not like an ancient diagnosis, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we teach teachers how to teach. We work with parents and caregivers through workshops and trainings and support groups to really get the most out of their kids. Mm -hmm. We work with individuals on the spectrum themselves, providing resources. Mm -hmm. And I guess about 14 years ago, started doing first responder training and Very that's cool. my focus mm. we i'm gonna go back to first responder in a second we also do hundreds of free family recreational events mm. you know surfing mm. carnivals gym parties and the whole family invited the brothers and sisters as well yeah. just not the individual mm. with autism but about 14 years ago started the first responder training with police because mm -hmm. we thought oh that's all you have to do no, fire, <laughs> EMS, yeah. hospital, school nurses, families. Yeah, the statistics for danger and bad things happening to individuals with autism is staggering. Wow. The life expectancy, a huge st study came out just two years ago. The life expectancy for individuals with autism is only 36 years old. Wow. Less wow. than half. Oh, and that's due primarily primarily to preventable deaths, yeah. drowning, mm -hmm. suffocation, being hit by a car, Fire. um, fires, yeah. yep. you know, the abuse rate of our kids and my organization, mm. like we're having a sexuality conference. We have one every single year. Mm. We don't like to talk about sex and we never want to talk about sex our kids are having, you know, yeah. uh, we don't like to think about kids as sexual and i'm talking typical children right yeah and then you throw in you know individuals with special needs or autism oh you yeah. really don't want to <laughs> yeah. talk right. about yeah. that but the numbers again for our females with autism roughly 70 percent so seven out of ten females with autism are sexually assaulted before their 18th birthday oh wow wow and half of those are sexually assaulted 10 or more times. Mm -hmm. oh and for goodness. those of us who have sons like us, it's about a third, about 30%. Yeah. Wow. So like we talk about these issues and more than talk about, mm. we train how to greatly reduce the risk of bad things happening to our kids. Awesome. Um, the one nice thing about not being funded by the government, I could do whatever the heck I want. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no one's going to say you can't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I tend not to wear my faith on my sleeve, but my my faith for me is important, very mm -hmm. important to me. So we have a church, not a church, a clergy conference every year, <laughs> and it's amazing. We have people from synagogues, from mosques, um, every Christian denomination in the world coming together. Sitting in a room wow. with like all of these people from all different faiths working together for children wow. in their communities. And wow. it's just, it's such a unifying thing, which I love. Sure, yeah. um, I always joke I'm Irish, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> um, but the reason I mention I'm Irish, because I love meat and potatoes. And what we do is meat and potatoes. Yeah. So our first responder training <sighs> is the meat and potatoes for these um, incredible men and women mm -hmm. that are out mm -hmm. there every day trying to keep all of us safe.
you know, yeah. and I've personally trained over 77,000 first responders wow. to date and directly so cool. credited. I think we're up to like 117 lives saved that a chief has called us up and said this individual would have been dead if not for your wow. organization. Wow. And those are the ones who called us. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. imagine, you yeah. know, well, how you many hear, more who haven't called us. You yeah. hear all the time. There was just a news story the other day about a, a young autistic boy who got shot uh, yeah. by the police because they got called to a scene that they weren't prepared for. And, and Trent yeah. was very violent and aggressive. Um, you know, that kind of thing could have happened to him in the wrong situation. So. Yeah, it, it's scary. A quarter of everybody shot and killed by police are special needs, yeah. um, mentally ill or autistic, a quarter. Mm -hmm. And I'm a civilian, but I am a certified law enforcement instructor. Mm -hmm. I teach at three police academies, plus I go to individual departments really across the country now. Mm -hmm. Through TikTok, you know, yeah. departments <laughs> across the country are saying, hey, could you come to Texas? Could you come here? I'm like, yeah. Sure. So Just, cool. You know, send me a ticket, cover yeah. my cost. Yeah. Right. And the majority of the shoots are where the officers followed protocol, mm -hmm. did everything by the book. And at the end of the day, the officers living with that guilt and oh, that yeah. pain right. of, of what his actions are. And, and while the vast majority of the time, the officers following protocol, if things were done differently and different from the dispatcher to the officers, and also from the families, you know, like we have a responsibility as parents and caregivers and the brothers and sisters are caregivers as well to work. Like I could show a picture of a police officer to any individual with autism and almost all what's that police officer, even if they're non-speaking, they can type it or point. Mm -hmm. What do you do with a police officer? What? You know, <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you know they don't get that. And the officers, I've never gone to the department ever where there's not been at least one, on the average about three though, officers who have a child with autism themselves. Mm -hmm. So they're in every department. Yeah. Right. Officers who have children with autism. Those are the ones that usually call me to come to their department. And, and these men and women, they're desperate for this training. And, and they yeah. suck it up yeah. like a sponge. Yeah. You know, they, they want it. They really do. And when things go bad, it's it's usually not because bad people are involved. It's more that they just don't understand what they're dealing with. Right. You yeah. know. So yeah. that's where we come in. We it's called our autism recognition response. We call it our autism shield program mm. is the yeah. official name of our program yeah. that we use. But I, I love it. That's my thing I'm passionate yeah, about. Yeah, you can tell. Or yeah. we can tell. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Very Sorry. Cool. No, no, it's great. I love that's it. That's very marvelish. What? Autism, <laughs> autism shield. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does POAC stand for? You know, it used to stand for something else and we got in trouble with it over the years. Oh. Uh -oh. Uh, it, it used to stand for parents of autistic children, which oh. I thought was a beautiful thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, apparently, Apparently that that became not beautiful for a while. Yeah. Uh, you never know. So, you, yeah, it so, changes yeah, all the time, doesn't it? I know. And just like the ARC is no longer the Association for Retarded Citizens, right. it's just the ARC. POAC, I came up with this this past year, protecting our autistic children. There you yes. go. I, awesome. I kind of like that yeah. because our focus is safety. Yeah. yeah. And, it's perfect. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, so let's go with that. Protecting yeah. our yeah. autistic children. People yeah. have a hard time finding a problem with that one. And now it's okay <laughs> to say autistic again. It, now it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last two years ago, nope. Goodness of that. I know. Yeah. I know. And now it's okay to say handicap. For mm-hmm. a while, you know, yeah. oh, you can't say handicap. Yeah. You have to say handicapable or right. something yeah. else. Right. But but now the individuals on the spectrum themselves. No, I want handicap. That's yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You mentioned um, that that people had called you to say, you know, this oh, is yeah. how we were able to to use the things that we learned in your training. Can you? Are you able to like share yeah. a story with us about that? Oh, there, there's so. <laughs> Many things, you know, it's, a lot of it's simple, right? Mm-hmm, right. Um, like with language, as you know, the so many of our men and women, boys and girls with autism are very concrete. I know my son is, yeah. you know, and if I asked you, hey, do you want to come over here for a minute? And my son would say, no, thank you. Right. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you gave and, them a choice. And he wouldn't come. Yeah. Yeah. And when the officers are saying, hey, buddy, you want to come over here? They're trying to build rapport. They're right. trying... They're trying to, but they're not really asking. Right. They're telling. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're the trying not to be they, demanding. Exactly. But the second they say, do you want to? And the individual says, no. Oh, yeah. Or in my <laughs> case, no, thank you. Yeah. And then they make them. Well, anything you had going there is gone. Right. You're, you're better off to say, buddy, I need you to come over here. Yeah. You know, or I always say, give them a choice that we control. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. let's say for whatever reason, you guys can't sit in those chairs. There's a fire, there's a shoot, whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You can't sit in those chairs. And if I say, hey, do you want to come with me? More than often than not, no. Right. So offer choices. Hey, do you want to go to the snack machines with Officer Smith? Or do you want to go in the playground with Officer Jones? Yeah. You pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care where they go as long as they don't stay there. Right. As a volunteer EMS worker, if I have to listen to your heart, and I go, hey, can I listen to your heart? Again, no. <laughs> so, okay, do you want me to listen to your chest or your back? Which one? Mm-hmm. I can still do my job. Right. I can still hear if your breathing is clear. And it gives the power to the individual mm-hmm. that they so often don't have. Right. I made a, a video a few weeks ago that we have to teach individuals with autism how to say no mm. because they're not allowed to say no. So many, you yeah. know, do this, touch your head, touch your nose, show me red, count to six, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and they don't let people say no. I was in the classroom working with a child and the speech teacher came in and let's say the student's name was Sally. It wasn't <laughs> Sally. It's, do you want to come to speech with Mrs. So-and-so? no, I'm like, okay. So I went to the speech therapist, do me a favor, come back in five minutes and then tell her it's time for speech. She goes, I will not. It's time to go. I'm like, no, you asked her. Yeah. She said, no, you got your answer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. come back in five minutes. I want everyone to be able to say no. Mm-hmm. Right. I especially want our females on the spectrum to be able to say yeah. no. Yeah. But we're looking at 70% sexual abuse before their 18th birthday. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's little things like that. And and not that that, that's so little, we go over behavioral de-escalation. I'm a CIT Mm -hmm. crisis Mm -hmm. intervention team. Mm -hmm. That's an international program. Incredible. If you're not from, are you familiar with CIT? It's you've done something uh, similar to that, right? 
NCI. CPI. It's CPI. a CPI. it's a forty hour <laughs> block of training uh-huh. with law enforcement and mental health workers working together for forty hours, basically to see each other's side, training, explanation, how to deal with individuals. With mm. uh, it started just mental illness, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and now they're including autism mm-hmm. in there as well. The most Good. that sounds that. that sounds a little different than CPI or Mant. Uh, yeah. A little different than that. Um, yeah, I'm not familiar crisis with prevention, um, just dealing with uh, de-escalation of behavior in yeah, just regular that, students. Um, yeah. This sounds more specialized to special needs. It it is yeah. it is it's a hundred percent special needs with an emphasis on mental illness. Mm-hmm. You know, very cool. But behavioral de-escalation is a core part of that. Can you tell us a story about a life that was saved? Yeah, there was one town. I, I just did the training. It was a, a four-day training. And I was saying how the majority of children with autism, 14 under, who die, die by drowning. The majority, not all children with autism have a fascination and attraction towards water. Mm-hmm. So, and the, and the stats, 90% of children with autism under 14 who die, die by drowning. Mm-hmm. So the numbers staggering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, they have an attraction towards water, no fear, real danger. Yep. Yeah. Limited understanding the consequences. Combine mm-hmm. those three. Mm-hmm. Number one cause of death is drowning. So when you get a phone call, 911, of a missing individual, three or 23, yep. treat the individual as if they were a small child. Yeah. The first thing you have to do as first responders is hit every body of water as quickly as you can. Yeah. Mm. And water is water is water. Yeah. It's not the Christine pool in your backyard. Yes, it is. But it's also <laughs> the water retention basin behind the supermarket mm-hmm. filled yeah. with muck and garbage and maybe some rats. Yeah. Yep. Water is water is water for the most part for individuals with autism. Yeah. And I'm like, and if the individual knows it's there, they're going to get to it. Mm-hmm. And if it's behind a six foot high fence, they're going to get to it. If they know it's there, mm-hmm. check that first and you have moments. So, so this one town just did the training. Like I said, four days, I was there two days after I left, they got a, a 911 call of a 12 year old autistic girl missing, mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. went missing before. She wasn't in a loper. That's the official term mm-hmm. for right. going yep. from a safe location in Loper. Right. Uh, never got out before at 12. Like never, if you would have asked her mom the day before, you know, does your daughter wander? Oh, not Sally. Again, not her name. So they had the officers and this was a pretty like wealthy area, big homes with six foot high wooden fen- fences. Mm-hmm. So the officers are going, they're checking all the, the gates and there's this one house it looked like a, a pool house in the back, but the six foot high gate was locked. The young officer climbed over the six foot wooden fence and the girl was drowning naked in the deep end of a pool. He jumped wow. in and pulled her out just in time. Wow. And they said, we would never in a million years mm-hmm. have done that if right. it wasn't for your training, wow. you know? So something like that, that yeah, was like so black cool. and white, but it's even more. I had a EMT at a, the Point Pleasant first aid squad. And he was in charge of the dive team looking for, for bodies, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, drowning. And he was basically running their uh, volunteer EMS um, department for 28 years. I think he said, 
and he took my training and I went back three years later to train him again because you get new people. Yeah, right. And he was still on there. And he goes, Gary, I have to tell you, I know my job. He goes, I am excellent at my job. I've been doing this for like 28 years. I teach all my men. That's my, you know, I'm mm -hmm. the instructor. He goes, you have taught me things just on the interactions, the examinations of the individuals, the the, the calmness that I bring. He goes, you have changed mm -hmm. the way I do my job fundamentally. Wow. And he goes, I can't thank you enough. Mm -hmm. So for him, it's not a life save. It's not like he saved a life, even though he's doing that on his own. Right. It's just the way he interacts. We have sensory kits. I got some somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, we have sensory kits that we recommend. Three items in it. That's it. It's on our website. And I always tell the departments, we sell it for 60. You can make it for 40. Mm. I don't want your $60. <laughs> yeah. you know? But yeah. make it yourself if you want and save the $20. Are we allowed uh, to know what are in the sensory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, actually, <laughs> one second. <laughs> Gary goes on to explain the item's description and what they're used for. If you'd like to check out these items, you can find them at poac.net slash resources slash forms slash. You can also find that link in the description below. And it's on our website. And again, I'm not trying to sell. Yeah, uh, no, that's it's great information. Three, three things only. They're all field tested been field tested in several hundred departments. Obol, we all know this. Mm. You know, it's a teaser for... Mm -hmm. yeah. toddlers yeah. and if i whip this at your head as hard as i could it will not hurt you yeah mm -hmm. it won't it won't you know yeah. it's dishwasher safe you can play catch you can play with it you can chew it really really good therapeutic chewy tube that's mm -hmm. the brand name mm -hmm. these are all brand name items if take it out of the packaging if you give this to someone who's biting themselves and my yeah. son was extremely self-interest yep. mm -hmm. thousands of self-interest behaviors a day when he was young thousands wow. i i literally you give it to the child or adult and bite it and you could almost see yeah. them decompress um and the last thing is wacky track hold on is it in here <laughs> should be in here hopefully it's, it's one of those bendable uh, fun things and what's nice about it, it Christopher takes them out of here all the time <laughs> although I got it, I got it here it is and oh, I'm a yeah. big guy I'm 6'4 I'm and if I pull this I'm pulling pretty hard it's mm -hmm. not coming apart now if I really wanted to yeah, yeah. I, I could power it apart <laughs> but it's hard the problem is well meaning to, and that's all you need that's it you can play with it and Police chiefs dozens of times have called me up and said, Gary, this works. Wow. This is amazing. I had a chief of police from um, a local department, Madison Police. He goes, guys, he goes, Gary, I got six reports on my desk this past year where my officers deployed your kit in the field and it dramatically calmed them down. Mm -hmm. I'm a ball buster. I'm like, deployed? You mean handed it to the kid? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the problem is so many well-meaning people make up sensory kits for police officers that are, in my opinion, and frankly, anybody, if they think about it, deadly, yeah. dangerous, because they give them stuff 
that while it may be good in a therapeutic setting, working one-on-one with a child that you know, these are items that I pulled out of other people's kits. Tangle, brand name. Yep. I pull apart this in a second. Yep. You know, joking hazard. This thing. Oh, yeah, it's cool. Again, I could bite this. This is a really cool thing. That's hitting that on the table. Mm -hmm. Throw this at somebody. Bubbles. Oh, my goodness. I don't want bubbles in the back of my ambulance. I don't. (laughs) But, and again, and they have stuff like this. Like, what is this? I don't even know why. And I wouldn't want it with body fluids. And frankly, if they're in my back of my rig, there's usually body fluids involved. But again, there's nothing hard about it it's very simple for I'm those sorry. of you for those of you listening and uh not looking at gary like we are that was a, <laughs> that was a whole list of plastic toys I, and uh yeah I, and, i'm uh, sorry i should explain that and other things <laughs> that's okay oh that was funny yeah it is on our website poac.net you can yeah. look okay. at it okay and, and again don't buy it from us you can make it on yourself save twenty dollars I'm not looking to make yeah. $20 on and it. And that's we, P-O-A-C.net, Yeah, right? P-O-A-C.net, dot okay. N-E-T. Thank Protecting you. our yeah. autistic children. That's right. Dad's going to be saying that all the time now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I was going to say, from shoulders up, I would have never guessed you were 6'4". 6'4". <laughs> six, six, almost 6'5". In, yeah. in my head, you were I, not I, that tall. I know, I know. It, it, it's weird. People, when they see me in person, they're like, damn. <laughs> Had no idea. <laughs> I know, I know. And Chris, he loves to sit on my leg. Mm-hmm, like when right. we do it, because like leans in. Yeah. So people think, oh, your son's so much taller than you. I'm like, no. no. How, <laughs> tall is, how tall is Chris? He's 5'11", five, 5'10". He's five, five, yeah. okay. But he looks tiny next to me when we yeah. stand up. <laughs> right. Trent's, think- a, Trent's a little bit. Closer, I think I'm six three. He's six foot, six oh, right. six one maybe. But uh, we're about the same in weight. Now, Chris is a little more uh, healthier than yeah. that. <laughs> Trent's Trent's lost some weight in the last couple of months for yes. some reason. He's just not eating so much, but I think he's okay. Oh, I'd like to know what you did previously. You said you were in education. Yeah, well, I I was military for a while. I, I was six years in the military, but then I met. Christopher's mom and, you know, don't want to stay in the military anymore. (laughs) And I was working for Prudential Insurance and going to school to become a therapist. And so I was in the classroom uh, working with that and like always working like two jobs. And I loved being in the classroom and I never thought I would ever work with individuals with autism because it seemed really hard. I, I remember uh, I was working on my master's degree and we went to Eden school, like one of the oldest schools in the country for students with autism. And it was a rough place back then. You know, yeah. the, the kids had rubber bands on their wrists and they were snapping the rubber bands. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to <laughs> do that. You know, and, yeah. and now look at me now. So was that, <laughs> you know? was that occupational therapy? no. That was um, talking to me about your problems, therapist. Oh, I, like I, a I, counselor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I, I was dealing mostly with domestic violence. Mm. Okay. All right. 
Wow. How did Chris influence your, I guess, <laughs> career path in any way? Changed everything in the world. <laughs> yeah. Changed everything in the world. I, I actually left what I was doing, decided to dedicate myself full time to help Chris and others like him. There was It was a wasteland yeah. all of those years ago. I yeah. didn't know a single individual in my life who had autism, mm-hmm. you know, not one. And now Chris and I went to Disney. We got stopped by three people who knew us from our, our TikTok. <laughs> oh, very right? cool. They're like, hey, taking yep. <laughs> yep. pictures at Disney with us. Wow. So yeah, it changed everything. My only regret is I wish I started earlier. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, because I, I absolutely love what I do. And Chris just love he loves doing the videos. He's obsessed with it. Yeah. You know, and we have to watch it because one day I was just in my shorts and chris came in with my phone TikTok live i'm like no (laughs) and can he do that can he maneuver through that and start the (laughs) oh my goodness yeah it sounds like chris you can't do that anymore buddy yeah (laughs) uh that's so funny so different because trent doesn't really care like he doesn't or understand or doesn't understand yeah he he doesn't get that he's you know semi-famous and you know, we, we have to be like, Hey, let's do a video or let's do. And we all, you were talking about giving options and teaching them to say no. Like Trent absolutely knows the word. No. Yeah, <laughs> we, do you, do you want to do request drawings today? No. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. And it's, and it's up to us to respect that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You no, know, I find sometimes people don't, you know, I, yeah. I had a girlfriend for a hot minute uh chris but one day i asked him oh chris could you do i forget what take out the garbage and chris said no thank you and she was christopher whiteson you are not allowed to say no to your father oh Oh, no and i was like oh that's why it was a hot minute yeah (laughs) yeah that's why it was a hot minute you know and again she was trying to be nice. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? right. she was trying to help you. I took you. it as what we call is a teachable moment for her. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, it is different. Yeah, we get we get accused of exploiting Trent a lot. Uh, yeah, um, and and we try to tell like, okay, you you see a tiny snippet of his life on social media, life, yeah, a tiny part yeah. of it, like like a minute a day <laughs> or whatever, and we always yeah. ask. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And, and, and sometimes we, we press that a little more than others. Cause we're like, look, this, this is, this is your job. It's your life. It's your future. Um, And so we do kind of help him understand that there are some times when we all have to do things we don't necessarily want to do in the moment. Um, As I'm sure you pushed it with your daughter and yeah. and, and other children, right? Yeah, you know? right. Look, <laughs> at, look at her; she's like, "Yep." But a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times that looks like changing gears. Like, yeah, maybe we'll do something a little different than right, if he's right, really right. not wanting to do something. We're not, you know, yeah. we're going to do something else, or we're going to say we'll do this at six o'clock, yeah. and he'll wait for that time. I mean, he's really good yeah. if he knows what's coming. He's very good about yeah. that and yet yeah, you addressed that in a in a conversation earlier about coming back in five minutes and so we we've, we've learned like if he says no we'll go okay do you want to do it later <laughs> um and yeah. and a lot of times he says yes so yeah well that's you do you guys do that a lot with like a shower or, or a right. bath yeah. or something mm-hmm. like do you want to take a shower now or later and he 
If he says later, he does it later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's ready. He does. Very concrete about those things. I don't mean to chime in uh, super intensely. Sorry. But (laughs) just now, I went downstairs to go ask Trent if he was okay with coming up later to talk into the mic and say hello to Gary. He immediately said no and pinched my nose. And I said, okay, buddy, not now. Later. Can you want to come up and come to the mic? And he he went, uh, I'm going to try to replicate it. He goes... No, no, yes, yes. I said, you want to come up later? Yes. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> okay, good. We'll see how that works out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All those little good things. Good job, Trevor. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Used Up Pens. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and a review to be read on the podcast. Remember, our primary goal is to spread autism awareness So please share this podcast with friends and family. If you're looking for new coloring books, clothing, or other cool items with Trent's art, please visit us at drawingsbytrent.com. You can also use the handle drawingsbytrent to follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, thanks for listening.